Welcome to the Healthy Family Project by Produce for Kids, covering the hot topics in the world of health, food, and family with a dose of fun. Welcome back to another episode of the Healthy Family Project. If you have questions about what to pack in the lunchbox and just how much to pack in the lunchbox, you are definitely not alone. Questions pour into Produce for Kids regularly about this topic. I myself have hit a bit of a slump here now over halfway through the school year, and I'm really looking forward to today's episode to help me get re-inspired. Jody Dannon is a registered dietitian, a mom, and author of createkidsclub.com. She's here today to help us learn more about how to pack, what to pack for different ages, encouraging kids to actually eat their entire lunch, and getting our tweens and teens to get on board with these healthy lunches. Let's get started with today's topic. Hi, Jody. Welcome to the Healthy Family Project. We, of course, are so grateful for all of your recipe inspiration and, and the awesome content contributions that you provide for us at ProduceForKids.com and, of course, supporting, um, you know, creating a healthier generation through eating lots of awesome healthy foods. So to get started, why don't you tell everybody about your blog and what inspired you to do what you do every day? Sure. Well, first, thank you, Amanda, for having me on. I'm super excited to talk with you and um, share some insight with the audience. Um, So I am the founder of Create Kids Club, and that came to be um, as my history. I'm a registered dietitian. I ended up staying home with my kids to raise them when they were little. They're 10 and 12 right now. So when my daughter went into um, preschool at 3K, I had the opportunity to Um, become the food service manager at their school. So that is kind of where my um, passion for childhood nutrition really, really came into be. I had a three-year-old and a five-year-old, so I was obviously going through all the struggles that every parent does at those ages. (laughs) Right. And then I got to 10 or, you know, uh, multiply that by hundreds of kids to see all these children eating lunch um, every day at school. It was a pre-K through eighth grade school. So I did that for about three years and then decided to, you know, go off on my own and start my own business. And that's where Create Kids Club came in to be because I really just wanted to reach more families and try to help more people in a larger scale. Well, we are certainly excited to chat with you today about kids' lunches. Your background positions you to offer up some advice on a lot of these inquiries and questions we've been getting from families about about what to pack in the lunchbox. But one of the biggest questions we get is how to figure out portion size to pack in your child's lunchbox. How do you know if you're packing enough or not enough? Nobody wants to think about their kids being hungry at school But yet, of course, we don't want to overpack so that we're wasting or having our kids overeat. Can you help us with this one? Well, that's a great question. And it really depends on the child. I know parents probably don't like to hear that, but the age, the activity level, and um, just your child's eating preferences make a huge difference. So we all know our children pretty well, especially I used to instruct my kids to not throw their stuff away at the end of the lunchtime, but bring it back home so that as a parent, you can see what's being eaten and what's being thrown away because seeing the behind the scenes at school, those garbage cans are overflowing. Yes, yes. Food that's thrown away. <laughs> 
<laughs> we know? just we actually just uh, and sorry to interrupt you, but we I was gonna say we just talked about this in the last episode on food waste about how crazy it is when you go into the school, uh, even as a parent stopping over at lunchtime to see the amount of food waste. It is crazy. It is crazy. And it's crazy what the kids will throw away an unopened granola bar or, uh, you know, like you can take that home. (laughs) So really being um, encouraging your child to to just put it back in their lunchbox and bring it home. Sometimes it's messy, but I'd rather clean up the mess and know you know, what they're eating and not eating. So that's kind of a good way of, of getting on a feel for what they're actually eating. Um, little kids are obviously not going to eat as much as the bigger kids, but I actually should take that back because when we're serving hot lunch in the line, some of those little kids can certainly, you know, they're growing and their <laughs> needs are, are pretty high. So I shouldn't classify it that way. It's more learning your own kid because some days they're going to eat a lot more than other days. Um, so really getting a feel of for your own kid, um, but but being mindful of portion sizes too, because I think we overpack lunches a lot for children, and they don't necessarily need as much as we're putting in there at some sometimes. So learning that is a is something that's really helpful par- for parents, and it's also a cost savings. And children eat better when there's smaller portion sizes. I've found as well. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. I know. I worry my eight-year-old, I pack, I swear I pack this, I mean, it's a healthy lunch, but I swear I pack the same thing every day, and I just wonder, she has to be getting bored of this, but she's not, and she enjoys it, and it's a healthy lunch, so I think, okay, you know, I gotta keep <laughs> I guess I got to keep going with it, but then I have some days where she comes home, and she's starved, and other days, she's just fine, so I go through that, too, where I feel like maybe some days I overpack especially if we have one of those days where she comes home so hungry at the end of the day. And then I find it's just kind of random hit or miss. So definitely I know that I battle that and I know I tend to overpack sometimes. Well, as long as I feel, as long as it's stuff that can come home, there's nothing wrong with that. At least then she can choose, you know, if I'm still hungry, let's eat this, but maybe let's eat the yogurt or the cheese stick, whatever's going to go bad first so because I've had those return home as well and obviously they need to be thrown away at that point in time so I try to encourage my kids to eat the you know the perishable foods first but kids are kids are going to pick out what they want in there I guess but um, my son went through the same phase where he had the exact same thing every single day for I swear three years I mean it varied a little bit but it was a turkey roll-up and that's what he wanted and I made it every single day but then he hit middle school and he changed because I think the other kids were not having something similar. So um, it's interesting to watch kids, you know, as they change, as they grow up for peer pressure with some of the other kids where the little ones will eat what they like. Um, so it's just kind of flexing and going with it. And you're right. If we don't have to rock the boat, I guess we don't need to. You can get a little bit more variety in at home. Right. That makes a lot of sense. So I guess the big takeaway there on on thinking about how much to pack is really just tuning into your child and and asking them to not throw away you know even if it's the yogurt or the cheese stick it's important for parents I think maybe to just recognize what is coming home or what was going to be thrown away in the lunchroom absolutely at least for a little while asking them to do that so you can get a better feel because if I wouldn't have been there I would have had no idea that that was going on um the 
the amount that does get tossed is is certainly happening, and it can't only be in that school. I'm sure it's in schools across the nation that children, and they don't get that much time at lunch either. So um, I don't know if we're going to discuss that part, but as a parent, that was really eye-opening to me. And if the teacher is running a little late getting down to the lunchroom, well, that's taking the time off of the kids eating as well. They don't get extra time if they're running late. It's the same amount of time every day. So being mindful of that and also the packages that are you're packing, the, a lot of these little kids can't open a Go-Gurt on their own. They're waiting for the scissors to come around mm -hmm. and they're not mindful to start eating something else. They sit there and they wait. So it's also a time factor on that, making sure they're easy to open packages for especially the little kids. But, you know, even up to the third graders were waiting for these packages to be opened. Um, so something that I wouldn't think about at home, you just pack the things and think they're going to be fine. But in, at, in the lunchroom, those are the things that are happening. So trying to think through um, the short amount of time that your child has and how they can easily move through their lunchbox to, to get the foods that you have packed for them. That's a really good point about the packages because I think, and I think it's across the board in all schools. I mean, you only have so many um, teachers or aides or whoever it might be in the lunchroom to open these packages and they're moving as fast as they can. Um, but I know my daughters at different phases in their, um, lunch, lunch life have said, Oh, well, and I'd say, why didn't you eat this? Oh, well, you know, I had my hand up, but they were opening other things and no one got to me in time. And I'm thinking, okay, well, <laughs> that's interesting. So I, you know, start putting things in different containers. And but uh, luckily, they, you know, I saw, saw those things coming home and realized that, that it was something and I know that a lot of kids too, that maybe don't pack a lunch, just talking about timing, have, you know, who are waiting in the lunch line that kind of eats into some of their lunchtime as well, which leaves them, you know, not as much time to eat either. Um, just thinking about that. Yes, absolutely. Those milk curtains, a lot of times they're going into the garbage because they're not open because by the time the kid sits down and tries to eat, well, they've run out of time and or they can't open. One year we had really hard to open milk curtains, which is so unusual, but that year they struggled. We had to switch switch the brand because they were so hard to open that no kid could open the milk cartons. So it's it's just little small things that you really don't think through or you wouldn't think to ask your child, you know, are you eating that or not? And um, sometimes it's it's interesting what you'll find out. Um, also, the line at the microwave. If your school has a um, for kids who bring leftovers maybe to warm up, I would always encourage parents to pack them in a thermos or ready to go to open and do it because they're going to waste a lot of time waiting for those microwaves as well. Hmm, that's a great tip. Well, let's roll through. I know, um, so that, that kind of gives us some background on, you know, how much to pack and, and maybe some insight on things to think about when we are packing. And now what about different ages? So we get a lot of questions. What should I be packing for my teen or my, you know, this age? Um, but let's start with toddlers. What do you have advice on what types of foods should we be packing for toddlers or those preschoolers? How do we encourage them to try new foods when they're not there, when we're not there at lunch, that's a tough one. I don't know. I kind of, you might have some great ideas, but I tend to just go, the the trying of new foods, I probably would leave for at home. But maybe, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> so what are you thinking for the younger ones? Sure. I would say for especially those preschool, kindergarten ages is 
easy to eat foods, finger foods, meat chunks, cheese cubes, crackers, you know, things that they can open and eat that doesn't take a lot of work for them because they're the ones who are going to be asking for the aids and things to help open everything because they just can't do it on their own or they're overwhelmed. Um, I would make it fun. So, I mean, it's probably not the best time to try something new, but for my daughter, I mean, putting a carrot in her lunch was a stretch. So what I would do is pack dips. You know, I'm all for using even full fat ranch, those sorts of things, anything to get the kids to dip because that age, most kids, all ages love dipping and dunking. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that usually helps a lot. Um, so I would encourage that even fun shapes. If you have time cutting out fruits into, um, you can get little cookie cutters as makes it really easy. You can cut cheese like that. Even some softer vegetables you can cut that way. Um, putting them in a fun little Ziploc bags. I know I've seen the frozen bags and the star Wars bags. I mean, little kids get excited about that sort of thing. Um, so when they open it up, putting fun notes in their lunch boxes, um, at that age, they can't really read, but they can see a heart from mom, that sort of thing. Um, so I would say making it fun and making it easy for them to eat. Great, great tips. I, I think that's, and, and I know you said the finger foods and the small, really small portions. So it's not overwhelming. Um, you know, I think is really important. Um, uh, okay. So let's move on to elementary school kids. And so what should we be packing for them? How can you make lunches more fun to encourage them to not be throwing things away and eating their whole lunch? And and for my for my kids, how to get them to stop talking and actually eat their lunch because that's what their biggest problem. They're like, oh, I didn't eat anything because I was talking. <laughs> I don't know if you have any ideas, but <laughs> so I'm not sure that we can tackle that one. I think hungry enough, they're going to have to eat, or they're going to learn the next day. But <laughs> that one's hard because you know kids school um during class time it's tough these days they have to be listening and paying attention and lunchtime is one of those few times that they get to socialize with their friends so as they get older that's more important to them so um so i would say the same for those aged kids is making it easy to eat don't overpack um they can always you know tell you hungry and they can have more the next day or making um, those foods that you can bring back home that if they are hungry that day but things too to consider if they're finding they're not having enough time is um, maybe consider packing higher caloric foods for them maybe putting a little extra peanut butter on their sandwich or an extra slice of meat uh, adding a slice of cheese something that's adding a few more calories to the foods they're already eating can be helpful if you're trying to make sure they're getting enough food in a short period of time um, other things I like to do for them is still the dips. Dip is a huge hit for kids. It encourages them to eat some of those vegetables if they're not just plain, I have found. But also at that age, starting to ask them what they'd like to see in their lunchbox. Um, I kind of pulled some friends and what they, a lot of people, I was actually surprised by how many of the people that I know let their kids pack their lunches. But their saying was that, um, you know, they get to pack what they have in the house, so they just make sure that they have options that they'd like for the kids to pack in their lunches and following some guidelines um, that they need to have a fruit or a vegetable and protein. So that sort of thing. So at that age, they can start to be involved. And sometimes that can help too. If they get to um, voice their opinion and what's in their lunchbox, they might be more likely to eat it as well. Yeah, I think that's a good, a good age. Um, both of my girls hit or miss. I have an, ele or an elementary and a middle schooler. My middle schooler, she loves packing her lunch. My elementary, 
she it's just whatever mood she's in that day but right now would probably be a good time to mention you have an awesome product um you mentioned the the notes in the lunchbox so can you talk just for a minute about your your lunch bites Absolutely. Yeah. So those came to be after working at the school and putting notes in my kids' lunchboxes and seeing how excited they were. I mean, now now my middle schoolers beyond this. So it was like the second to fifth grade range that this is a hidden from my experience. Um, but so then I for, made um, developed lunch bites. So they're lunchbox note cards. They have jokes and fun facts, um, riddles. Uh, love notes, that sort of thing on a little note card that goes into the lunchbox and the kids watching them pass it around to their friends every day and trying to figure out the answers to the joke or the riddle. Um, I got to actually witness them doing this at school so you could see the reaction and it was really, really exciting to me to see how positive just a little note could be in a lunchbox. Um, and it kind of started because they wanted treats in their lunchbox. So the other kids might have been getting, you know, cookies every day or chocolate or whatever. And I'm fine with that once in a while, but it wasn't something that I wanted to give them every day. So to me, this was kind of an alternative, something fun in their lunchbox. And that's kind of what I use as a tagline on the notes is that the only treat a lunchbox needs. So kids get really, really excited and they feel special when they have that little note in their lunchbox. So those are available on Amazon if anybody is interested in them. And there's they're, they're really fun for kids. Um, it's really fun to see how excited they are and they feel a little special and a little note from mom um, can go a long way for a kid. Yes. And I have to say, I know you sent sent some of those over to us and my kids now, if I don't put a lunch bite in their lunchbox, <laughs> they're like, where was my joke? Where was my, you know, the other kids are waiting for it too, you know, that, and, and so now I, I, I roll through the pack, you know, and, and even for my, um, for my middle schooler, I, I've pulled some out of the pack that I know that, you know, or it could just be a topic that's going on in our house, kind of like something that we talked about or she's kind of down. And I know there's one that says, when in doubt, dance it out. I, I, she's like, mom, you really like that one. I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and if they're, if they're still in the lunchbox, uh, I usually just like, put them at the bottom of the pile. So I just go through and reuse those and, and the kids really enjoy those. And we'll link actually link up in the show notes to that, to those on Amazon. So if anyone wants to, um, to grab those, but I can, I can vouch that they do make a difference. They have for us too. Um, okay. So now on to the, the teens and the tweens, I have an almost 13 year old in our house and every day is an adventure. Um, so how do you convince a teen to take a lunchbox and carry a water bottle around? I, I should buy stock in water bottles. Um, <laughs> re the reusable water bottles, I, I don't want to send the throw away the plastic, but I can't even tell you how many water bottles we've lost. Um, or, or I guess these are all like things I need help with clearly. Or remember that they remember to actually take it. That's the thing. Either she packs it or I pack it. And a lot of days I'll get home from work and it'll still be there on the counter. Um, so what advice do you have around the teens and tweens in the lunchroom? Sure. Now that does get harder. I have a 12-year-old <laughs> as well. So a seventh grader 
greater turning into a teen here shortly. And, and um, again, when I was in the, in the building, um, the middle schoolers would walk over their two separate buildings and that atmosphere in the lunchroom changes 100% between elementary and middle school. So this is a whole new game. Um, I think those kids, you know, they're, they're trying to figure out where they fit in and that sort of stuff. So peer influence is a huge role on kids. Um, my advice, what I've been doing with my son is trying to get his input. He knows that we need to pack certain things in his lunch. I still do pack it for him, so I feel like I kind of get to slide in some of the stuff that I want for him, and he's a, certainly a growing child with a huge appetite, so I'm assuming he eats most of it. You know, he could fall into the category of tossing it into the trash can, too. I'm not sure, but I'm hopeful that that's not the case, but you know, for those kids, it's they're learning their independence, and I think we can't force things upon them as much as when they're little, but we can certainly influence them in a positive way and encourage and try to keep healthy foods in our house. If they want to pack their lunch, let them do that as long as they're, you know, making wise choices. Uh, we can do the same as a, a high schooler. Um, the same if they want to, you know, I've heard from friends that they'd give them a certain amount of money if they want to buy some lunch at school. Um, I've heard it's also not the cheapest thing. I'm not sure I haven't gotten there yet, but, you know, giving them an allotment and then the rest of the week they need to bring their own lunch. I'm going to assume that most kids do get hungry, so they're going to want to bring a lunch with them. The water bottle thing, um, I did hear in most schools they are allowed to bring that. It was interesting learning in a high school setting that sometimes they have to carry them in in a clear bottle, which mm -hmm. is probably a lot harder for us that I don't I don't have too many clear water bottles like the the keep the, the non disposable ones. So mm -hmm. looking for, that, but I guess it made sense. But I did hear um, that a lot of high school students are certainly bringing in water bottles into the the high school buildings as well. And I guess you know um, it's trying to encourage them to stay well hydrated if they're into sports. Hopefully their coaches and things are encouraging them as well. I feel like that goes a long way, at least for my child. And I might be a dietitian, but he'll listen to his coach over me any day, I think. So <laughs> it's yeah. trying to get the other people to influence them in a positive way as well. Um, so I'd say trying to get them involved in what, what they're doing and also as a parent, um, making sure you're showing them that you're doing it yourself because I think they, they're watching you even when you, th they, you think they are not. So setting a good example yourself is probably one of the most important things we can do. Yes, you're very right. I know I pack my lunch to bring to the office and um, even today I, I did a soup. I made a soup yesterday and I, I packed mine and then this morning I heated um, my middle schoolers and put it into a thermos and said a prayer that hopefully it makes it <laughs> to the <laughs> lunchroom. I mean, she swings that thing around and I think, oh my gosh, no thermos can stand up to whatever you do with this lunchbox between now and lunchtime. So, um, but yes, the clear water bottle, that is actually um, something that they, I was surprised when my daughter went to middle school she came home probably day two. I think her water bottle was purple, you know, and I know there's a lot of um, people that do the water bottles with their names on it, on the different websites, the personalization. And she came home and said that, you know, one of the um, the teachers in the hallway had stopped her and said, you have to have a clear water bottle. Don't bring that back to school. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, I can't believe it. So now then I was on the hunt for for the clear water bottles and I put her name on each and every one of those clear water bottles and they 
they don't ever really make it. <laughs> I resorted to looking at for some from le- some less expensive options at at different stores that have um, reusable water bottles and and kind of trying to go that route because um, like I said it breaks my heart to send the throwaway I hate to be wasteful but sometimes sometimes I got to do what I have to do with her right yeah that's a challenge so far my my son's pretty good my daughter is the one that's a little bit more uh, does not keep track of her things as well so maybe uh, <laughs> well and, well, and funny story my my middle schooler, so this is a this is a good tip for parents. Um, she, uh, what we do, have been doing or try to do, I guess, is that I'll say on Sunday before I head out to the grocery store or my husband heads out to the grocery store, what would you like in your lunch this week? And so she'll say, oh, you know, I would want wraps or turkey or, you know, pineapple or something. She'll like shout out a couple of things. So I'll be sure to, to include some of those things that she mentioned. So that way she has that selection to put into her lunchbox. Um, But also she is a big teriyaki chicken fan. And so I did a slow cooker chicken teriyaki on a Sunday a couple of weeks ago. And she put it into a wrap and with some coleslaw and took it into school. And she said, because she likes the spinach wraps better than the regular wraps. So um, she said, yeah, when I took it to school, people at my lunch table said, ooh, what's that green thing? And she said, then they smelled the chicken teriyaki and everyone was jealous. So I think we're in a different era now maybe where some of these kids are even like little foodies where it's interesting to them to see the different things that people bring into the lunchroom because she was she was excited and so I think even the next week she wanted to see what else you know she could make to impress (laughs) impress impress the kids at the lunch table yes that is a good point you know kids are changing people are or parents are you know not sticking with the kids menu for kids they're certainly um, expanding their their palates and that's that's awesome yeah that was a good story so well awesome I think that we've we've rolled through a lot of good tips we've covered off on those preschoolers elementary and the the tweens and teens so um we're we're excited to have you on today and maybe you could just let people know where to find you on social media. Sure. I am at Create Kids Club on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, if anybody's over there. Um, you can find my blog at the same, createkidsclub.com. I have a newsletter if anybody's interested in weekly updates. There, I'd love to have you. And yeah, so that's where they can find me there. I'm most um, active on Facebook, I'd say, but Instagram as well. Wonderful. Well, we will be sure to link up all of those to all of those in the show notes so people can find you. And then we hope to have you back on the Healthy Family Project again very soon. And of course, you can you can find many of Jody's recipes on produceforkids.com and her content on our blog as well. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jody. Thanks, Amanda. Well, I'm feeling a little better about getting back on track and making it through the year of of packing lunches. We'll be linking up to Lunchbox Inspiration in the show notes, and you can always check in at produceforkids.com and our sister site, poweryourlunchbox.com, for more ideas. 
We have a great infographic you can use with your family to help build a better lunchbox, which we will be linking to in the show notes, as well as some lunchbox items that will help make your lunchbox packing life a little easier. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting site. We do have a Mission for Nutrition meal planning three-part series kicking off in our next episode. If you're interested in meal planning, want to learn more about meal planning, you definitely won't want to miss out on these upcoming episodes. Be sure to find us on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest, and then check out our more than 400 registered dietitian approved recipes on produceforkids.com and subscribe to our weekly e-newsletter. And of course, you can tweet with me direct at Amanda M. Kiefer on Twitter. Be sure to subscribe. Talk soon.